Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Abby Tyshurst. Hello, hello. And stepping in for Tom Canning, who's away this week, is uh, Main Dead Club Secretary Neil Maskell. Neil, how are you doing? Hello, Rob. Hello, Abby. Very well, thank you. Uh, yeah, not too bad at all. Thank you for having me on the show again. Oh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we'll be looking forward to all your insights on uh, Maidenhead and the uh, local game in general as we go through. And yeah, we'll be discussing all the talking points from this week's football and looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures uh, as they come up. Uh, first, Abby, uh, or should I say good um, good day, or should I say buenos dias? After you were away last week, um, uh, why don't you tell the everyone what you were up to? I was indeed. I did a little trip to Barcelona to um, go and watch. Do you know what's really funny? Actually, it, it started actually as a joke um, between a friend of mine. So Barcelona announced back in, oh God, I think it's like November, December time now that they were um, going to play their Champions League game against Real Madrid at Camp Nou. Um, it was a quarterfinal. <clears throat> and so lots of people were very excited because then they announced that they were going to put it on general sale as well. So I kind of jokingly put a tweet out saying, anybody want to go to Barcelona? And like a few people replied. And then my friend Drew, um, he replied as well. Um, he was like, yeah, let's go. And then and then he messaged me. He was like, I'm not even joking. Let's go. And like, I think about an hour later, we booked flights in a hotel. So <laughs> um, yes, it was a slightly spontaneous decision. They hadn't even put the tickets out at this point as well. So we didn't actually know if they were going on general sale, but they just said that they were going to play there. So um Either way, it was going to be a nice couple of days away in Barcelona. But um, no, it did in fact go on general sale. And we we went and watched the, the game on Wednesday night. And genuinely one of the like best experiences of my life. It was actually incredible. So <clears throat> record women's attendance. There was 91,553 people there. Um, the attendance before that for the world record was the 1999 uh, Women's World Cup in the US, which seems a bit crazy that it's taken wow. 23 years for there to be a new record attendance. But um, Not- yeah, oh, yeah, it was yeah an incredible experience. And um, Barcelona now know how to how to support a team and know how to celebrate. Yeah, it was just incredible. Like beforehand, all the build up and all the people there was. Um, some guys on stilts and people with speakerphones and things like that all around with drums and stuff. And then, yeah, just, it was, yeah, it was mad. Um, and then, yeah, just, just watching the stadium fill up kind of over the, over the sort of half an hour or so beforehand. And then eventually sort of at half time, um, everyone was given like banners of uh, certain colours. So they had, they had blue, um, red and uh, yellow, obviously. And so each, each seat had its own. And when everybody held up their, uh, their banner it looked incredible um there's lots of videos on uh, my 
Twitter if anybody wants to go and have a look. But yeah, it was incredible. And actually, I think they're about to probably beat the record themselves again in their, when they play uh, Wolfsburg in the semi-final because that sold out in less than an hour yesterday. So wow. yeah, mental. Has it given you the bug for uh, football tourism? Are you uh, going to be, we're going to, is this going to be a regular thing now? You're jetting off to uh, parts of Europe or across the world to see football I mean, games? I, I would very much like to do that. I'm not sure my bank account is the same, <laughs> but there we are. It's definitely, yeah, I'd definitely like to go and do a few more European places, definitely. I mean, Tom is our resident Dortmund attender, isn't he? So, uh, yeah. yes, I think that's definitely on the list of things to do. Absolutely be part of the yellow wall. So, yes, Fantastic. it was amazing. Very good indeed. Uh, glad you had a good time. Did you get back in time to see... Oh, sorry. Go on, uh, Neil. You wanted to say something. I'm just going to say they've got an incredible record, haven't they, Barcelona, in terms of... Is it successive wins? How long? How many wins in a row is it? You did, you did pluck out the stat for us. Uh, I don't... I think it's 37. I think they might even have a better defensive record than Bratnell. Wow. <laughs> they've only conceded six goals or something like that. This season, so they've, they've they're, scored like 105 goals as well, with something ridiculous. Oh, they're odds on, are they, to win the competition? You'd say? Oh, absolutely, yeah. They're they're last yeah. season's winners as well. So, although I think Wolfsburg will give them a good game in the semi-final. So, um, yeah, but Barcelona are more than likely going to win it. They are the best European team right now. Who's in the other semi? Just out of interest. Um, Wolfsburg knocked out Arsenal, didn't they? And yeah, so... they did. Uh, Leon, I think. It might be PSG, actually. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. remember. <laughs> oh, sorry, Abby. Putting your hospital class <laughs> <Yeah>. without <that. laughs> um, It might be Juventus PSG, but I might have also just made that up. Okay. Well, that's why we <laughs> stick to uh, the predetermined topics and don't go off uh, script too much. <laughs> Strictly Berkshire. Strictly Berkshire. But talking of Berkshire, did you get back in time for the Reading Women's game on Sunday? <laughs> oh, sorry. Was it... it was Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. I was back in time for it, but also um, the English transport system is an enemy of progress, as always. So <laughs> I was going to go to King's Meadow on Sunday, but um, about a million rail replacements meant that a journey that should be like an hour and a half-ish turned into three hours. So I was like, do you know what? I don't fancy doing three hours each way, especially because I knew that Reading were probably going to get battered. Um, so I decided against attending it and I think it was probably a good decision I sat in, in the comfort of my own home and watched us get absolutely battered instead Yeah, so Chelsea was it 5, Reading nil. Yeah, it was a case of deja vu that's the fifth. That's the third time they've beaten us 5 nil in two seasons so I think it was fairly inevitable given the fact that we beat them 1-0 last time they would have been looking for blood so and they're just on such good form right now and they've leapfrogged Arsenal to be top of the table so it looks like they're gonna and I don't think anybody will really stop them so um yeah, they're top of the table right now, like title defenders. And yeah, they just... That Having said that, I think Reading gave them a good game and it was only 1-0 at half-time. Oh, no, it was 0-0 at half-time, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, I feel like I've slightly regressed the game already because, <laughs> but yeah, it's gone off the goal. But um, <clears throat> Beth England proving she is an incredible player and do you know what she she was not on the bench for once and I often think if Beth England ever wants to regularly start as a striker come, come to Reading come to Reading we'd gladly have you um because she doesn't get enough game time for what she is but I guess that's just because of the depth of Chelsea but yeah no I think Reading actually played incredibly well and, and they they held out but um 
yeah, Chelsea are Chelsea. They're just they were just a little bit more clinical um, in the second half, definitely. And I think, yeah, it showed. Unfortunately, um, we were unlucky not to get a couple of goals. Actually, um, Rachel Rowe is back in the starting lineup as well, and I I love Rachel Rowe. I'm a big fan of Rachel Rowe. She did a Rachel Rowe and had a shot from about thirty yards, and actually it wasn't that far off the off the goal. But um, yeah, it did did fly over the post. So um, yeah, I think they were Reading were unlucky not to get at least a consolation goal. But um, yeah, Chelsea were just too clinical. So unsurprising, really. I noticed yeah. Abby in, in the starting lineup. Um, Kirby wasn't involved with Chelsea. Is she, is she injured? Uh, not injured. I think she's recovering from COVID, as far as I know. Oh, and okay. He's got like history with her heart and things like that. I think they're monitoring the situation a little more closely yeah, yeah. than uh, they would do with maybe others. So, um, yeah. yeah, not injured, but just, yeah, okay. I think monitoring a COVID. Uh, England need a fit, fit and firing for the summer, don't they? Precisely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, good. Obviously, that's the main thing for as far as we're concerned in Berkshire. Anyway, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, Reading going down 5-0. Um, but, yeah, if we... Go uh, push forward with a crunching gear change and we're going to uh, move across to the National League now because uh, obviously it would be remiss of us uh, having Neil on the pod not to uh, get his insight into Maidenhead and how they're doing at the moment. Um, uh, we we were both at the game last night, uh, Neil, nil-nil with uh, Wheelstone. Um, probably a bit unlucky not to get more from the game. I think uh, the first half it was pretty even. Maidenhead probably slightly the better side and the second half... Maidenhead would probably, yeah, hit the hit the eventually hit the woodwork three times, didn't they? So, um, yeah, all the play was coming from Maidenhead in the second half. I thought, yeah, it was a much improved performance, um, Rob. I'm glad you, you say that, as um, I'm clearly a bit more one-eyed on these things than you are. So it's good to hear a more down-to-earth view on things. Um, we've kind of gone off the boil a little bit, really. One win in nine um, yeah. when things were looking rosy. Um, and Kings Lynn winning last night. They've now won three and five. So the gap is 11 points to the bottom three. But um, listen, I'm a, I'm a football fan. I'm nervous. So we'll <laughs> worry about things. There's seven games left until that lead is sort of um, mathematically secure, as Ryan Peters said last night in, in his interview with Grace. Yeah, I thought we played well. I thought it was better than um, some of the recent games. Uh, the goals aren't flowing for us at the moment. The woodwork was uh, probably Wildstone's uh, star turn yesterday. We uh, hit it three times. Frustrating. Um, clean sheet, though. Uh, another point in the bag. Uh, next game is Dover away on Saturday. Already relegated on minus points. So I'm absolutely dreading it. <laughs> um, so it's, it's in our hands still. and uh, We need to go there. We play like we did last night at Dover. If, if. Uh, we've got a good chance of um, keeping the gap, at least um, as it as it has been. So, um, the mm. game again on Saturday. Yeah, good to see Sam Barrett back involved in the last couple of games. Um, he yeah. did limp off last night. I'm presuming that was just cramp, uh, the way he was sort of going. He is all right to uh, continue, you think, is he? Yeah, I was doing a bit of research. It's only second start since November. So, I think it might have been preemptive strike anyway to give him um, yeah. a certain amount of minutes. He did okay. Uh, looked a little rusty at times, but also the usual pieces of magic that you see, the usual glimpses of Sam. Uh, his free kick, I've just looked next to our, our, um, our regular home and away fans. He's, he's going to shoot from there. Is it now? Don't be daft. He's going he's gonna, to uh, dig this one into the box. Of course, crashing off the angle of post and bar from fully 25 yards. Goalkeeper may think he had it covered, but um, 
he did okay. And, um, you know, he's an important player to us when he's uh, firing. And um, you know, hopefully we've got him now for the run-in and uh, he can do a couple of pieces of magic for us and get us over that line. Absolutely, yeah. And um, for you yourself, uh, this time of year, um, or the club in general, I guess, I mean, you must be looking forward to next season in terms of sort of like getting, I guess, getting the squad ready and um, and or looking forward to the summer in terms of um, uh, what changes might happen at the club. Uh, what can you give us in terms of insight? Because obviously, like you say, you're not 100% guaranteed that you're going to be in the National League. We're hopeful, obviously, that you are. And, uh, you know, 11-point lead is is fairly fairly good. But like you say, until it's mathematically uh, certain, you don't want to count your chickens. But uh, yeah, what uh, what so what do you do now, and what uh, what is the club doing in preparation for next year? It's a busy time, Rob. Um, already, uh, I can't say too much at the moment. There's a couple of players. Um, Deb's obviously in negotiations with some. There are a couple who've kind of put pen to paper provisionally. Um, there's a couple that he's told, look, we won't be um, we won't be uh, together next season. We'll be letting you go. Again, we, we can't say too much at the moment because obviously we've got some um, games to play. Mm. And we're also already organising um, pre-season friendlies as well, which sounds mad, doesn't it? So, um, yeah. again, there should be um, some good local interest to our pre-season friendlies, which is good when we can announce that. And there'll be things, uh, yeah, contracts and, uh, and, and signings will, will follow soon. And when we're in a position to kind of... Um, you know, announce those things. We will do, but it'll be a busy time over the next uh, couple of months for me and uh, <coughs> Evan. Obviously, his son Lee, who does the the scouting and uh, and you know uh, all all that kind of thing. I think I'll be uh, I think I'll be flat out the next couple of months. Exciting, that <laughs> time to be involved. And um, yeah, it's been a tricky season. I think um, you know we've got a limit to who and what we can bring in uh, in terms of budget and stuff like that. But um, you know, trusting the people who've, who've got us where we are. So. Uh, I've done a good job and I'll make that be the case. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, hopefully we can uh, yeah, be talking to you in a, a few weeks or uh, and you can uh, give us a, a, something a bit more concrete in terms of signings. <laughs> and uh, yeah, looking forward to that because obviously it's, uh, it is an exciting time of year for the fans. Looking forward yes, to next season. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Another side who's done uh, pretty well in the National League South uh, so far is Hungerford. Getting a fantastic win away at Ebb's Fleet, um, who are still kind of in the hunt for the automatic uh, uh, promotion places. Hungerford now, that win takes them up to seventh, which is the final um, playoff place. Looking pretty good at the moment. And uh, yeah, a very, a very creditable, creditable win for them. Um, their interviewer who started interviewing uh, Danny Robinson beforehand suggested it might be one of the best wins in the club's history uh, away at Ebb's Fleet there. Um, pretty pretty strong stuff. How, uh, yeah, Have you seen much of Hungerford this season, Neil? I haven't seen them at all, apart from a friendly match we played at, at York Road when both teams were out uh, without a game um, a couple of months ago. It's difficult to judge, isn't it? They look really strong, yeah. really difficult to break down. Maidenhead won the friendly by a single goal, and it could have easily been level. Uh, they look they look a good, strong side. And what's great for them is they lost, I think, the net home to Eastbourne, who are up there with them. We've bounced back with two away wins. You know, Chelmsford are having a poor season. It's unusual for them. He's not totally gone the realms of fantasy, but the win at Ebsfleet, I imagine Ebsfleet's budget, and I've drawn budgets all the time, but Ebsfleet's budget will be, I'm sure, uh, the envy of uh, some National League clubs. So to go there and win, as you say, a, a six-pointer against um, 
side up there and sneak into that last place. That's going to be the, the team to avoid, isn't it? The team that gets into it at the end. So they've got a really good chance now. Well done to them. Fantastic. Yeah, there's a few teams going for that sort of final spot, I think. Uh, yeah, the, there's a little yeah. bit of a gap between them and sixth. But um, yeah, there's a few teams going for that final spot. And like you say, Hungerford being very hard to um, to beat as Definitely to their credit, and they uh, will stand up in good stead for the running. So, uh, yeah, yeah, exciting times there. And, you know, what a job um, uh, Danny Robinson has done there. Uh, just considering where they were when he took over, um, they were uh, um, in a relegation battle and probably might have been uh, saved by COVID from going down from the division altogether. But, you know, his seasons there have been pretty special, really. And, uh, yeah, what a job he's done. He has. He's stepped up himself, hasn't he? So he's proven himself he can make the step up. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, he must have uh, a plenty of self-confidence to make that move. And, it, and it's that's great for the club, isn't it? Because that rubs off on the players and everyone around him. And uh, they're flying. And it's uh, it's fantastic to see them uh, well in the mix. Absolutely. Yeah. And hopefully we can be uh, uh, commentating or commenting on... Um... Uh, playoff fixtures later on in the season when it comes to Hungerford. You never know, you might actually have a league game against them next year uh, in the National uh, National League we're talking here, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very good. Well, moving on, we're going to... Um, Abby, there was two... Uh, the semi-finals of the Thames Valley Counties Women Football League League Cup. Uh, I think I got that right. Uh, yep. Took place at the weekend. And Ascot, uh, a... Fantastic run, finally coming to an end, but coming to an end at the hands of a team two levels higher. Yes, absolutely. Um, we were trying to figure out how many games they've won in a row beforehand, weren't we? But I just, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> There's so many, but yeah, absolutely. So um, they played Bad Shot Lee, as you say. They are two divisions above them and winners of that division as well. So they will be up to the Southern region um, at the end of the season, I presume. Um but yeah, I think actually Ascot held out pretty well. Similarly to Reading and Chelsea, they it was nil nil when they went in at half time, and I think both both of Badshot goals Badshot's goals were pretty late on as well. So I think Ascot held their own definitely. Um, so I don't think I think the fact that they've made it to a semi final against so they beat um, Long Crendon before that as well, who were also um, divisions above them. So I think actually uh, the fact that they've won the division and had such a good cup run is uh, nothing to be sniffed at at all. Um, it was 2-0 in the end. So um, that puts bad shot through to the final. <clears throat> and then also on the other side, uh, Tilehurst played Mortimer. So I guess it's quite nice that we were guaranteed a Berkshire side in the in the final, even if it wasn't, I mean, even if it's now not going to be a, an all Berkshire final. But yeah, we were guaranteed a, a spot. So um, Tilehurst played Mortimer. So Tilehurst currently sit, I think they're both div- Division One sides as well. Uh, Tilehurst are currently fifth in the table I believe maybe sixth actually um and Mortimer are struggling at the bottom having been uh uh promoted from division three south last season so um yeah Tarhurst won that two nil so they are through to the final um I would very much love Tarhurst to win obviously as a Berkshire side but I think Badshot Lee might just do it they're been, they've been pretty formidable themselves this season so um but yes good luck to Tarhurst in the final um yeah, should be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, do we know yet when that final is? Or no, <laughs> is a short answer that one? No, I do not. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Good. Okay. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that final. Um, yeah. Tarhurst Panthers against Badshot Lee in the TVC WF League Cup. Uh, too many letters in that <laughs> acronym there for me. And uh, before we uh, 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 give Neil a chance to talk about the Maiden women's side, one other t- Ascot team in uh, Cup action is uh, the final for the um, Barks and Bucks uh, Senior Cup has been announced, or the date for that. Uh, Ascot obviously getting there by um, by fact of beating Wickham Wanderers in the semi-final. They'll be playing either uh, MK Dons or Reading, who meet at the Madstad on uh, Monday to sort out their semi-final. And the final will be at Arbor Park on Saturday the 7th of May. So anyone looking to get down to uh, support Ascots against either MK Dons or Reading, get down to Arbor Park on Saturday the 7th of May. Should be a great occasion, as the Box and Pucks uh, Cup finals always are. Very good indeed. Um, right, Neil. You were saying that you wanted to, to uh, highlight uh, about uh, Maidenhead United women um, and how they're going this season. Why don't uh, yeah, the stage is yours? So, uh... yeah, I just wanted to give the guys some credit for um, <laughs> fingers crossed. One game left on Sunday away at Lark Hall. Um, hopefully, a chance to break some club records. Um, Second bottom versus mid table may not look the most sort of appetising final game of the season, but I'm really looking forward. To um, to going down there. We've already got our record for the most clean sheets in a uh, FA Women's National League season. So the guys have done brilliantly um, on that score. Most away wins, which bodes well for Sunday's game. Um, we're one point away if we manage to draw at least at Lark Hall. We'll secure our best ever uh, league finish, which is no mean feat considering some of the sides we play uh, in that league that are attached to... Um, Clubs in the Football League, you know, the likes of uh, Bournemouth and Exeter, um, we're competing against. Um, if we do win, that will be our best ever points return for the league. Uh, if we score three goals, possible. We're not always free scoring, but we have our moments. That will be our best ever um, return in terms of uh, goal scoring in this league. And also, if we can avoid conceding uh, five goals, um, <laughs> we will also have our best season in terms of. Uh, most frugal defence. So they've been brilliant this year. They've had their ups and downs. We've not done particularly brilliantly in the Cups necessarily. But that meant, you know, concentrate on the league, that old uh, chestnut. Final game, as I say, this Sunday away at Lark Hall. I believe uh, Lark Hall are doing a, a pay what you want to celebrate uh, their men's and women's uh, successful seasons in the Cups. Um, so I'm really looking forward to going down there and hopefully the guys can get what they deserve, you know, to be um, re- remembered as uh, a side that's, uh, again, fingers crossed, hoping all goes well. Um, they're kind of best ever, really. So, um, well done to all of them. I've been uh, very proud of them, uh, what they've done this year. Absolutely. You... So... Oh, <clears throat> Sorry. I was going to say, do you think Ryan will be happy with his uh, maiden season in charge? Yeah, I think he will. It's, it's, interesting, isn't it? it's hard for everyone because he came in sort of after the first couple of games of the season when you know the interim period. Um, Ryan's brought some good players in. Um, I don't like <laughs> Kirsty Matthews, for example. I'm gonna, sorry, sorry, I have a <laughs> my head with the um, when I'm talking football. Um, yeah, he's, he's made some good signings. Um, Kirsty Matthews is one who's come in and scored a couple of goals for us and operated at left-back as well. So um, I think he should be well pleased with what he's done. Um, 
as I say, there's lots to uh, to play for on the final game. So it's been good. The uh, the way that women's football is going, it seems that every season gets harder because there's uh, more teams and better teams uh, involved. So to achieve these records, I mean, like you say, you've already achieved the clean sheet record and, you know, to be in line for uh, a lot of other um, records potentially, it's got to be, uh, you know, a big credit to the club considering it's probably slightly harder than it has been in previous seasons. Well, that's my understanding. Obviously, I, I, I not a, uh, I haven't been down to see Maidenhead uh, ladies this uh, this year so far. So, uh, yeah. Uh, would that be yeah, the case? I, I think you're right. And um, Paul have found it hard this season. They've been um, well adrift with everyone. Um, you know, they've worked very hard in the games we've seen, but they've not you know, quite had the quality. And Abby has already given me a bit of a, a warning that money fields are coming up, aren't they, Abby? And you've uh, mm-hmm. you told me they've got sort of good backing and a good squad, so it's going to get no easier at all. Um, we're likely to lose uh, Cheltenham or uh, Bournemouth to promotion. Um, I think it's Hounslow coming down, potentially who've had a, a difficult season, but it's going to be harder. It'll be uh, harder and harder. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, bring it on. Hopefully we've awakened a bit of interest locally in the team. They deserve it. And um, we'll worry about next year, next year, Rob. Let me get Sunday out of the way first. <laughs> Absolutely right, as it should be. Well done. And yeah, like you wrote, really good to bring attention to a side and how well they've done this season. So yeah, absolutely. And congratulations to them. And good luck on Sunday. Uh, right. Uh, before we move on to looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures, one other uh, team that we want to draw attention to is uh, Charby Sports. Uh, they've been on a pretty dismal run. Let's not beat about the bush. It's, uh, I don't think they'd actually got a uh, win or a point since December. Um, but they've turned that around a little bit at the weekend. Uh, they were bottom of the table um, and they were facing second bottom Cove and managed to come away uh, with a 4-2 victory. They were 2-1 down at one point and turned that around um, and getting a 4-2 victory. You saw Charvi fairly recently, didn't you, Neil, uh, against uh, Woodley? Um, yes. Uh, good side. Uh, you, you seem quite impressed despite the sort of league standing. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect, really. They'd lost 12 in a row before they went to Woodley. Woodley much improved. Last week, and they played with a lot of spirit. Um, it's clear that they've lost a lot of players. Um, someone they have managed to bring in is goalkeeper uh, Jake Quelch, who's played uh, a high level with Hollyport. He did well for Hollyport earlier in the season. He made a couple of good saves. He gave away a penalty, though, um, perhaps slightly a harsh one, a diagonal ball into the box by Woodley, and he came and challenged the, the forward. And uh, a penalty was given, probably just their luck at the moment. They then, as sides struggle, do conceded kind of early in the second half. Maybe um, didn't quite deal with the threat down the left-hand side, and you think game over. But they kept going. I was really impressed with the spirit. You could hear the players' togetherness. Still in this, still in this. Young side, as I say, they got their just desserts with a goal near the end, and they had a couple of really quite presentable half chances at the end, and they could have come away with a draw. There, so that you know, I, I can't say whether that's reflected their season because I've only seen them once, but I know um, that they were pleased with their performance overall. So it wasn't a surprise really for me to see them end that horrible run um, and win against Cove, which, as you say, was a, a crucial game. So really pleased for them. They um, they look like a side that you know deserves a bit of a break, and um, hopefully that will 
change the fortunes a little bit. Some crucial games to come now. Absolutely, yeah. Um, on Saturday, Josh Nice came off the bench and scored twice to uh, um, uh, give, well, help uh, Charby to that 4-2 victory. Uh, I believe he's uh, one of the coaches at Ascot uh, in one of their age groups. Abby's nodding her head. I think so, it's uh, the under, I'm pretty sure it's the under-18s there. I think, I'm pretty sure he's the manager who's just um, won the Allied Counties. I think that's the case, yeah. So uh, he's... Uh, obviously got some time on his hands now his uh, Ascot boys have won their league so he's uh, uh, gone over to uh, Charvi and is uh, helping them coming off the bench and getting a couple of goals yeah. so uh, twice very... twice twice as nice as well isn't twice it? as Ideal. nice right. indeed yeah, yeah. Um, it's very hard to predict who uh, how many teams will go down from uh, step six I mean predicting any of the leagues is hard but um, step six in particular is is you know it's a it's a mugs game if anyone you know trying to say exactly how many are going down because the the promotion from step seven is all uh dependent on ground grading and uh positioning in the league and you know some there's 50 leagues at step seven and supposedly one team from each league is coming up um but obviously some aren't applying uh some leagues have no teams that apply some uh won't make the ground grading some won't finish in the top five, which is a prerequisite. And then if you do finish in the top five, you've got to make sure you're the highest placed team in the top five who, um, who have passed the ground grading. So uh, there, we know there are a couple of teams in the area in step seven who um, are, are asked or or have applied to come up. Um, There's uh, Lynn who are in the Surrey, uh, Surrey elite league. I think it's called. Uh, They actually play at Ascot's ground. So no trouble with the ground grading there but they're uh, down in mid-table. Um, however, in the same league, uh, Spartans Youth are um, in line to come up and they play at Northwood. Uh, they are just hanging on to a fifth place at the moment. And so they'll be okay to come up. Uh, and then there's also in the Thames Valley League, uh, we know uh, Yately United have uh, applied to uh, come up. And they are uh, they play at, is it Sean Devereux Park? Uh, Abby, you were telling me? Mm-hmm. That's right. Sean Devereux Park, uh, no news yet on whether that has passed the ground grading. So we don't know. And of course, they are around about fifth in that uh, fourth in that division, I think it is at the moment. So we've got games in hand over the teams ahead of them. So a lot to play for for them. Um, and we don't know how, how many, the long and short of it is we don't know how many um, will be going down from step six. So moving up any places uh, is vital for Charvi. It could be... Uh, if it all uh, goes according to plan, it, the bottom three are in line for relegation. So if they get out of the bottom three, they'll definitely be safe. But uh, with the number of reprieves due to gaps in the in the pyramid and the number of teams not opting to come up or number of divisions not sending teams through the pyramid, there's going to be a lot more than... Um, there's going to be a lot of reprieves. So if you get off that bottom space, then... That's a real, real bonus, basically. So every every space, every position matters. Is yeah, yeah. Me, that's me worrying about eleven points. At least I know you know our fate to have that exactly. is is horrible, isn't it? I I don't have the brain capacity to um to work out these permutations, Rob. So I'm always that's, absolutely. Well, there's some really good resources uh, online. Um, a guy called Peter Miller, who is on Twitter, Peter Miller thirty six. Uh, he keeps um. He keeps uh, updated uh, tables and keeps an eye on the uh, relegation and promotion uh, 
places for each uh, division. And so if you uh, want to have a look, go and look at him. But even, even he notes that predicting step six is just a minefield. So, uh, uh, or the relegation from step six, sorry, is just a minefield. So um, the long and short of it is Charlie need to get off the bottom spot. And if they can get to third bottom, they'll probably be safe. But uh, even that is not 100% <laughs> confirmed. So, well I, well, I hope they do. It's a good club. Um, Scott is a, is a good guy. The guy, uh, the chairman there. Um, they deserve uh, they deserve to, to stay. I, I hope at that at that level. Um, Absolutely, yeah. That, well for the for the running. Absolutely, yeah. That that win, uh, I think we mentioned, takes them off bottom spot on goal difference. So uh, they them and Cove are both on twenty four points, and then Bagshot are the next uh, team above them on twenty seven. Uh, so still all to play for. I think they have six games left. In fact, yep, after last night, they lost to one of the top sides in the division, Hilltop, last night. So uh, no real surprise or shame there. And uh, they uh, they still have six games left to play. So lots of points available and uh, good luck to Scott and his uh, teams for the rest of the season. Indeed. Very good indeed. Right, um, let's look ahead then to the weekend's uh, fixtures. Uh, Abby, why don't you give us a little uh, roundup of uh, what's coming up and any uh, particular fixtures you fancy uh, or, or people should get involved in this weekend? Yeah, um, I think Division 1 of Thames Valley is the tasty one this weekend. So um, Cabersham are at home to, ta- uh, to Penn and Tyler, sorry. So I think they will be very keen to grab some points from them, seeing as they lost uh, in the Bucks and Bucks final there. And also they beat them at the beginning of the season 4-1. So I think they'll be very much up for some points and some goals against Penn and Tyler's. Um, equally, um, that that cup final, that, that semi-final, sorry, that happened last weekend between uh, Tarhurst and Morton. Uh, the reverse fixture of Mortimer versus Tarhurst in the league is also happening. So I think Mortimer will also wanting to be grab some, grabbing some points from Tarhurst there. Um, so I think that should be an exciting one. Um, meanwhile, division there's this this part of the season is obviously the part where you have to scrabble for fixtures because we're only a few games left. Um, but there's still a few fixtures in Division Three South as well. So um, Yateley versus Taplow, um, I think, will be an interesting one because. Goring were very much sitting in second for a long time in the Division 3 South and they looked like they could pinch it from S4K for a little bit. But actually, um, they've slipped down to fourth and Taplow are currently sitting in second. So we could end up with a Berkshire 1-2. And especially as Taplow have a game left and um, it's against Yately who are bottom of the table. So I think that would be quite an exciting game. Um, The development division as well, there is, I think all the Berkshire teams are away this weekend, but uh, Burfield, Shinfield and uh, Raysbury, I think, are all in action. Um, We could see a 1-2-3 in the development division as well, because um, I think it was Burfield have sort of snuck out of nowhere and have um, snuck into second spot, um, which is a fantastic effort from them in their first season. Um, they were. They've never. They've never been bottom of the table really, but they've been very much a, a mid-team table. And yeah, they've just been on a fantastic form in the last few weeks, and they are currently sitting in second. Uh, they can't take top spot from Shinfield because they're too many points adrift, and I think Shinfield have still got two games to play. Um, but yeah, we're well in for Burfield for uh, climbing the table like that, and yeah, sneaking into second as I said. Very good indeed. Um, now, Neil, Tom normally picks out a couple of fixtures on the men's side for us. He's usually very badly prepared. So, um, 
Uh, have you? Uh, I, I didn't ask you to pick out a couple of fixtures earlier. Um, if I throw you under the bus, like I normally do with Tom, uh, have you got any that you'd sort of like think uh, are highlights from the weekend's games? Yeah, I have been looking at the fixtures, um, Rob. Um, we spoke of Hungerford earlier. Their game Saturday is an intriguing one, home to St Albans. Now, St Albans, um, they had a brilliant run at the start of the season. They uh, were unbeaten for a long time. They uh, beat Forest Green in the FA Cup, which is no mean feat. A lot of League Two sides aren't beating Forest Green, who are quite clear at the top of that league. They're a quality side. They um, So they'll go to Hungerford on Saturday. I think they've had a, a bit of a relative dip in form, but there's only three points in it by the look of the table. So that's a really big game um, for Hungerford again. They need to kind of capitalise on that big win last week and keep um, St Albans below them. So that, that could be a, a, a really good one uh, locally. We've got a Berkshire derby um, over at Summerlees, um, Hollyport versus Reading City. Um, that will be a decent one. Hollyport lost at the weekend, so they're still in the thick of things at the bottom. Um, Woking and Embrook still themselves are looking over their shoulder. They'll go to Egham, uh, their former uh, landlords, of course, back in the day. <laughs> and then um, we've spoken about uh, Chalvey. They go to AFC Hayes, I believe they're mid-table, I think, in Division 1. And Woodley have to visit uh, Deportivo Galizia. Um, as well as a big game tonight in that Division 1, kind of scrap at the bottom, Bench go to uh, London Lions on the Wednesday night. And London Lions, I believe, are top. And then uh, just in that relegation picture, Cove have got an away game themselves at uh, Kensington Leeling. So lots of permutations. Uh, Those tables could look very different, couldn't they, uh, Rob, at the end of uh, Saturday's games? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's still a lot to play for and still quite a few games, you know. There's a lot of teams very close uh, in the combined counties. Div 1, as we mentioned, there's six or seven games still to go. And in the um, uh, combined counties, Premier Division North, there's uh, three, uh, two or three, maybe four games to go for some teams. Um, so, yeah, uh, points still to play for. Um, all the Berkshire sides currently just about hanging on to their... Um, uh, league position if the seasons yeah. were to uh, stop now, so hopefully that will still be the case come the end of the season. Where are you going, Rob? Have you got a game lined up for Saturday? Or um, gonna... I didn't have because I was uh, going to be uh, taking my wife to the airport because uh, she was off to see her family, but we've had to push that flight back a little bit. So I now actually do have a free weekend, and I haven't uh, haven't done my admin yet as to uh, exactly which one. But I was I was eyeing up that Hungerford Albans game. I haven't been to yeah. Pulpit Lane this weekend. Uh, sorry, this weekend this season. Um, so uh, that I've seen the, uh, Hungerford play a couple of times away but uh, not at Bullpit Lane so far this season. So I think, yeah, you picking out that one is, uh, yeah, very good. And I think that might be me. If not, I'd maybe go to, over to Summerlees uh, for the, uh, okay. the the fight there. I haven't thrown you under a, a, a nil-nil draw for us uh, uh, <laughs> then, hopefully, with, with, with Hungerford there. But this is quite an exciting fixture, isn't it? We could have your late reveal of Rob's fixture of the week, where we uh, <laughs> yeah. end up going. The, yeah, uh, very. Know, yeah. Some sort of Twitter vote where we send you uh, somewhere <laughs> uh, obscure locally. Well, there's nowhere obscure locally, of course. All very fine clubs. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, enjoy Maybe. that one. That should, should be a good game. Yeah, that should perhaps be the new feature of uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter vote to see where I go each week. Where is Rob? 
yeah. then I think you know the uh, most active teams on Twitter would see a lot of me basically. So uh, I don't know who who is uh, maybe Ascot or uh, I don't know perhaps Maidenhead if they uh, they yeah, keep I keep ending up at their games probably. Unless I, of course, become a bad luck charm and then uh, they'll vote <laughs> me away somewhere else. We can't blame you for that, Rob. Exactly. Can't blame you for that. That's not your fault. Good stuff. All right. Uh, any other business uh, before we uh, wrap this one up? Uh, Abby, you look oh, poised I to say something. I just wanted to squeeze in a quick roundup in general, seeing as you missed me last week. So, yeah, there was only a little snippet of women's football. So, I've got to get some extra women's football in this week. You go. Only because there's. Lots of exciting movements still happening, actually. Um, in terms of Southern Region, that's pretty much wrapped up. Um, Ascot currently sit in third in the Premier Division. Um, although Eastleigh do have a chance to catch them because they have got two games left. Um, Woodley, unfortunately, very likely... Well, actually, they they will be relegated to uh, Division 1 South, unfortunately. that I don't, I don't think they've lost... Uh, won a game, sorry, all season. Um Although I think I said a couple of weeks ago, they um, they seem to be on fine form and actually they're, they're, they're playing some great football. It's just the final product is not happening essentially for them. Um, so, yes, that's Woodley. They are likely to be uh, relegated into Division 1 South, as I said. <clears throat> um, the same can be said, unfortunately, for Eversley, who were promoted this season from the Thames Valley. They will probably be going back down to Division 1. Um, yeah, I think just that step up has been a bit of a struggle for them. Um so, yeah, that's the southern region. Um, over to the Thames Valley as well, where all, most of our teams are. There's still room for a bit of a reshuffle in Division 1, actually. Uh, there's only five points between second and sixth right now, and Tilehurst and Cavisham are in the fray for that. So, um, Cavisham have got a few games in hand as well, so they could um, go on a decent uh, run of form and end up in third. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a division to watch. Uh, in terms of Division 2... Um, Slough are currently in third and they've still got three games to play. I think they've got a chance to sneak into second possibly um, because uh, the two teams below them, I think they are done for the season. So I think they have got a chance to push their way up to second, which would be really great considering that's their first season in Division 2 after uh, winning Division 3 East last season. Um, similarly to Division 1, Division 3, there's still a little bit of room for movement there. There's a few games in hand that people have got. Um, and as I said before, I think there's probably likely to be a Berkshire 1-2 with uh, S4K and Taplow. Um, I don't think any of the other Berkshire sides can push themselves up the table. I think Newbury are the next one in fifth. So I don't think they can move any higher than that, unfortunately. Um, and then in terms of Division 3 East, uh, Ascot obviously won that in first. Um, Slough are currently in sixth and they finished for the season. So that, I think that's their position. Um, Hollyport are in fourth, actually, as well, which is good. But they, they I don't think they can they can move up to um, third because of goal difference, unfortunately. So um, not goal difference, sorry, points. Um, and then the last one in the development division, as I said before, Burfield having a cracker. They've snuck in, into uh, uh, in the last hurdle into second place. So um, I think, yeah, they should do do quite well there. And I think Raysbury might be able to push from seventh to fifth. So, um, yeah, there's still lots of room for movement, even in the last sort of one or two games left of the season. So, yes, still lots of exciting games to go and see, I think, in the Thames Valley especially. So, yeah, that's my little round up. Fantastic, Abby. That was very comprehensive. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. <laughs> very good. And uh, do you want to do a little plug for our awards um, evening as well? Why not? Go on then. Yes. So um, awards evening is Wednesday, the 15th of June, of course, and nominations are very much open. I think we've got around 130 the last time we spoke to Tom nominations, but 
the more the merrier. Um, I think we need a few more in some of the uh, young player of the season categories and definitely in the referees. So if there has been any outstanding referees um, across the board that you have come across this season, absolutely nominate them. But yes, uh, uh, nominations are open until the 31st of May, I believe it is. So you can head over to the website and um, all of the details are there. It's very comprehensive. Very Good, Abby. Thank you very much for that. Um, anything uh, further from you, Neil, before we uh, wrap this up? Yeah, I, um, I'd like to do a quick plug, if that's okay. Mindful of turning this into the Maidenhead United show. It's, I, you know, one of my favourite phrases comes out this part of the season, the business end of the season. <laughs> yeah. uh, a great cliche, as if, as if football before December doesn't matter. Yeah. So, um, you know, the first half of the season, it's all irrelevant. It's all free before that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the business end. So, yeah. Um, We've, we've got a game on Good Friday at York Road. It's football for a fiver. Uh, kids go free. Uh, Weymouth come to town. They are still in with a chance of trying to overhaul us. So it's an important game. Football for a fiver. Kids are free. And uh, there's going to be some uh, um, attractions at the ground for the uh, for the youngsters to as well. So we're looking forward to our next home game. So thank you for the shameless plug there. Lovely. As we reach that business end. Football for a fiver. You can't go wrong there. And National League as well. So looking forward to that on the, the Easter bank holiday weekend. Good stuff. All right, then, with all of that said, I think it's time for us to get out of here. Um, thank you very much again for listening to the pod. Uh, uh, I've been Robert Davis, your host. And as always, I've been joined by Abby Tyshurst. Thank you, thank you. And ably stepping in. Thank you very much to Neil Maskell uh, for joining us this week. Thank you for having me, guys. So, yes, thank you for, again for everyone for listening, and we will be back with you next week. Bye-bye, Follow then. us on social media or go on the website. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm probably Bye. supposed to say that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>